Michelle is not fucking with you. Hello? Am I on with David? Okay. Does he leave us? I hear you typing, I think. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear someone now. It's me. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. Hello. What up? Oh, me I just hating on this app. You know, no big deal. Pretty much, pretty much. I uh, was really hoping that my music was going to bleed through when I flipped over, but it did not. Oh, uh, what were you jamming, bro? Uh, well, anytime I plug my phone in, it'll just pull up something random. And this time it was <laughs> right when I, dude, right when I got in the car, I plugged my phone in. It's like I'm the scat man. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's the perfect like song it. to be driving around to, man. Right? It's one of those you don't want anybody else hearing you singing, but you want to sing it, you know? Dude, I one of my favorite things I've ever seen was I was driving down the road in my Jeep, right? Mm-hmm. Had like my top down, nothing on the radio, just like feeling the wind. You know oh, what I mean? Hearing. Yeah, love it. And this car pulls up next to me. It's like an old Bonneville. And I look over, and everybody except the driver has horse masks on. What? What? And they're blaring how, how, Save how a many, Horse, Ride a Cowboy. How many and people the, are we talking about in this car? We're talking five people. So four horses and one person with a cowboy hat on. I should have taken a sip right when you were telling me that. I almost lost it. And it just got, and all he's blaring is, save a horse, ride cowboy. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, are they, are they like, are they like getting it or are they just sitting there like, oh yeah, they're just, the, the cowboy's kind of like doing a little head nod (laughs) and the horses are just kind of like looking at every car as they pass. Oh my god. It was great. That's it a whole great. afternoon I, of planning and getting your money together and ordering things just so they could make uh, that oh joke. Yeah. That's but pretty good. It was a good one. No, I love the commitment. That's good. Yeah. I loved every single bit of it. Uh can I can I tell you one? Those are the best uh, jokes. This week well, okay, last week Go we ahead. had like a uh like our boss, our big boss of our whole department took us out to do axe throwing at one of those places where you can like drink beer and throw axes. Two. Uh, yeah, I was terrified because the first yep, time the, during the first practice round, I didn't stick one, and two of them went sailing past my foot. Oh. Um, but then I went over and yeah, talked see, to the different. Nope. Uh, we had two what they call experts. <laughs> uh, I know. Can you imagine that on your resume? Oh my uh, gosh! But these the other guy, big old beard, so you know that he knows how to use an axe. Uh, he was a great coach and he was like oh yeah don't try and do it that way do it this way and then i was like sticking every one of them and i got the highest score of the whole day david hello slut bitches uh so david i'm telling brock was just telling me about something a great prank that he saw that took a lot of effort and stuff and i was recanting him with uh something that happened this week at uh at work so last week we were throwing axes at an axe place my boss took us to and uh, it was really fun. We, we had like four hours there, drank a bunch of beer and threw axes and stuff. But anyways, like there was 
everybody got to learn how, and then they had like a competition, and then they did, like made brackets, and then you like got weed. Like they basically they were able to break it down to a winner, right? Of the day, uh, which by the way, I, I uh, did. I had the highest score of the day, but I right. also lost in the semifinals. <laughs> so, one of the guys is in this group is super competitive, and uh, and he didn't win. He did pretty well, but he didn't win. So, fast forward to yesterday, my big boss, like this lady that, that you'd never expect to like bust somebody's balls, she comes past our group and she goes this guy is over in the other department saying that he almost won. <laughs> and so like all of us just, as soon as he walks over here, we're all like, all right, this is bullshit. Come on over. Like what the fuck? Are you? Like everybody's busting his balls. Like every single person <laughs> in the department's like, that is not what happened. He's like trying to defend himself. He didn't think it would like leak over to this side of the building. And, <laughs> and then like perfect timing, the guy that he was talking with, over on that other side that he was saying that he was, like, almost one, he came over and we're like, all right, tell us what he said. And, like, immediately that guy just stood up from his desk. He's like, what is this bullshit? And, like, got so pissed. So, <laughs> now, I could have just left it there. But I love it. I had, like, a week ago, I was, like, cleaning out a bunch of shit, and I found, okay, so we work for a school company. No. No, so much Act more Body spread. Please tell me Act uh, Body spread. So, Damn it. Uh, I was okay. going through okay. all the shit that we were throwing out and you know, we're a school company. So people send us stuff and a lot of samples and shit. And one of the samples happened to be blank certificates. <laughs> so I decided to print him his okay. own certificate nice. by the Axe company that said that he was, uh, that he had almost won on this date. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had it. I had a gold foil sticker that I put on it, and I even like had a like witnessed by and had one of my coworkers that was busting his balls sign it. And then he was like not there. It literally, it took me five minutes. And then nice. like I put the company logo of the place that we were at. So I'll send it to you guys right now, so you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But uh, basically, then I like put it in this little frame <laughs> that it came with, and then I just went over to his desk and I put it in his cubicle. Like, on the wall, like, pinned to the wall, like, he's proud of it. Now, I thought he was going to, like, not know, or I thought he was going to know, like, right away, because he's a very detail-oriented guy. I thought he would walk up and immediately see it. Yeah. Dude, he, it went, like, two days, and then today he came over to the person that had signed it, yeah. and he's like, oh, ha, ha, real fucking fun, like, you know, bust her, <laughs> her balls. And I'm like, you know, we're laughing and giving <laughs> shit. But then I'm like, you know, the best part is how long it stayed there. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's been there for like two days. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> everybody, everybody that had gone to his cube that's, and that's talked the best to everybody had seen right. this fucking certificate posted oh, on his wall that said he almost won. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. He was quite pissed. It cost me nothing. Took me five minutes. I and love it. The entire department it. got to laugh at this guy. <laughs> laugh with. See, these are the these are the reasons yeah. I would like to work like in an office. Just those, like, like mm-hmm. I love my job. Don't get me wrong, but oh, it's yeah, like, have you ever seen Ocean's Eleven? Remember the part when Brad Pitt in the very beginning is teaching mm-hmm. him how to play poker, and he talks to the bartender, and he says, uh, "It's going to be a rough night," and the bartender's like, "Wait, what'd you say?" Running away like, with it's your going wife. It's going to be a rough night. And the bartender asked him again. 
I'm running away with your wife. He goes, oh, okay, sounds good. It's like, that's my oh life my all the time. Like, I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. You don't hear anything. Oh, like, well, no, I'm that's sad. my life. Brock, you can come into my office anytime, buddy. <laughs> we, uh, I, you know, I'll you gotta it. get I'll lucky, though, because I have, I've worked at tons of offices where I didn't really click with anybody. Um, this, this group, I've been here for five years now and it's just right. a tight group because we deal with a lot of shit. And so you got to yeah. kind of be cool with everybody, you know? Yeah. You have to pretty quickly fit or not so, fit. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right. So it's a tight group, but that was really fun. I'd never thought it would be that fun. And everybody got into it. Even like our, you know, older boss and stuff was like, you know, whipping axes and shit. There was one guy that, the guy that won That's it. cool. Uh, it was fucking amazing, dude. Like, you know, he was like everybody else. Like, everybody was kind of terrible at first, and then they kind of warmed up and got it. But, uh, dude, when he won, he won by a lot uh, by the person he beat. But then they, like, brought out this, like, full-size axe. Not, like, a little hatchet that you're throwing, but, like, a fucking huge axe. And they, like, walk this thing back further, put these chains out so nobody can walk past, and they, like, taught him how to throw that motherfucker the first time he threw it, he got a fucking bullseye. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? And I was like, I was like standing nice. in the line to throw that nice. double axe. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, there's no point. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to top that. I mean, shit. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, fuck it. The only time I ever worked in an office mm-hmm. was when I was doing all the artwork for this company. And yeah, it was not fun. Like, I would try to Think if, like, you took Jim from the okay. office and everybody else was, like, Aww. normal people. That's how I felt. Like, I was pulling pranks on people and shit, and then it was, they didn't find it like, funny at all. Like, No, go ahead. This one girl. What? Oh, this one, this one girl, I took a screenshot of her desktop, <laughs> right? And then deleted all the icons and made that oh the God. background of her desktop. And she's like clicking around, not not being able to click. And I was like, all you gotta do is turn off the monitor and turn it back on because it refreshes. And when I did that, I hit, I just hit undo. So when it turned back on, they were there again. So then, like, I kept doing it to her. I thought it was hilarious. Nobody found it funny. I just felt like an asshole in the end. I turned people's mice on, like, or mouses. I don't know, whatever you want to say, to the mises. I would turn them to left and right clicks. Oh, see, I just I just put a piece of scotch tape over the laser. I just it doesn't completely fuck it up, but it fucks it up enough that you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? Right. Yeah, yeah. You have like no consistency. Uh, One of the people that was out for on vacation, we switched all the vowels on their keyboard, and it really fucked with them. (laughs) (laughs) That's very uh. Bill Clinton of you, right? Wasn't it Bill Clinton? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's White great. House? Wow. Yeah, when I if heard that, I was like, dude, if that's real, that's one of the funniest things. Then I looked it up, and I want... Right, right. And Hillary got in trouble oh, for taking God. all the furniture, if I remember right. She, like, took some furniture, and they're like, dude, you can't take the couch. Yeah, the taxpayers paid for this thing? <laughs> like, you can't do that. Um... Right. But come on, taking all the W's, that is hilarious. And then he left his saxophone or whatever, like, sure, in the sure. like, closet or shit, with something a, like that. With like, a, when one of our coworkers had his birthday, 
we filled his cubicle with balloons, but that was all just an elaborate ruse for the, there was a couple balloons in there that had confetti in them. And they, ha- I, I don't know if you've ever heard me tell you about this. I don't know. I, I, I did this oh, myself. No. I'm sure somebody else out there has done this, but I think it's pretty smart. What you do is you take a balloon that's uninflated and you stretch it out and you like pour like uh, glitter ideally glitter or in this case it was a bunch of like shredded paper from the office into the uninflated balloon and then you drop <laughs> a push pin you drop a push pin right on top of that pile and then carefully leaving keeping that pile like straight down you fill the balloon with air like by slowly blowing it up and then you tie that off and you keep that in that exact orientation and so imagine his whole cubicle's full of balloons, and then a couple of those balloons in there are just sitting in there waiting to go off. And basically, as soon as you move them or rock them or shake them, like what usually happens is people look at it and go, what's in there? And they shake it, and dude, it just goes pop, and it shoots shit all over the place. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I like to, that idea. I used to tape them on people's that. dorm room doors in college. So right when they'd open their door, they'd be like, oh, balloon? And then it would go pop all over their fucking shit. <laughs> Oh, you gotta go. You gotta buy the super like fine it. glitter that gets into every crack and crevice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember getting some of that in the mail. Thought... Oh, David, <laughs> how did that happen? You know, my favorite part about that story was that you like got back on Facebook just because you were in such an anger about it. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell that story from your perspective, and then I'll throw in what actually happened. Well, it's funny because I kind of forgot that I had like thrown like sworn off facebook for the time and i was like feeling pretty okay about it it'd been like a couple weeks and i was like yeah i don't really miss like not doing shit and wasting time right and then i got this envelope in the mail it's like like a nice envelope you know like you know how you would tell when you get something that's like from like a person that yeah knows you versus like yeah bullshit spam i was like oh i got mail this is so exciting like this is the kind of socialization that I was looking for, like something different, something like something interesting. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't remember what it said on the back of the envelope specifically, but I think it was some form of an insult, <laughs> <laughs> like dick face or like something along those lines. Oh, I'm really sad God. that I don't remember. So now you're really excited because yeah, you're like, this yeah, is yeah, right. Yeah, and David, like, it had thickness to it, right? Like you could feel stuff. It, it yeah. wasn't just a piece of paper. Yeah, it was definitely like not, not flimsy, not like a package, but like definitely like this thing has content. <laughs> and it did because when I opened it, <laughs> it flung that glitter that Chris was just talking about. <laughs> the the rubber band like sort of got jostled in the mail, so it only like half deployed. Oh. But, but it still was like. <laughs> Does it work? I'll, tell you, I'll explain it all in a second. Let him finish. So I was lucky in that, like, right. it didn't like. Like I could tell there was a lot of like rotational inertia that was lost <laughs> in the rubber bands, and I was really appreciative of that. <laughs> but it, it didn't really matter because like, the excitement and like, naive like optimism that i had was just fucking destroyed the moment that like i recognized this is not something at all like i thought it was and if i remember right there was nothing inside (laughs) of it right like 
it was just that, right? Yeah, just did that. I, did I draw? Did I draw anything on the packet? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was just the insulting word on the outside. <laughs> the insulting word might have been on the inside, actually. Because that, that would have been, like, why I still had my curiosity. <laughs> so then it was like, boom, and then it was like, dick face. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, Brock, this came up because I had seen somewhere somebody do a glitter bomb, and it was just shitty. Like, they literally just put a bunch of glitter in an envelope, and I was like, I could do better than that. And I was quick list in my head of, like, who would enjoy this the most? <laughs> and I had David's address, so, you know, short list. So I, like, thought this through, like, the same things that they used to have, those, like, snake rattle, you know, fake toys, where it's basically just, it's a piece of a, yeah, it's a spring yeah. that has a rubber band yeah, yeah, that I remember that. twist a piece the of paper around. But the whole idea with mine is that yeah. I put a packet full of glitter with a flap that only opened one way in that center mass so that when you open when you as soon as you open that thing like a book it just lets it go right and throws fucking glitter everywhere and i did a bunch of tests and trials and dude it was right. a fucking mess every single time and i couldn't stop laughing when i was sending it but i honestly had no idea how it was going to go because it's the fucking U.S. <laughs> Postal Service. They're terrible. You know, something they like break shit and smash shit, and it runs through a bunch of sorters. <laughs> I can't oh, believe I you didn't. Myself, I can't believe though. you didn't send like, one. To I would open it first. in the car and be like, "I gotta that. burn the car down." Well, fuck. Like how oh, it works yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I was no, no. I meant like send one to it yourself. Was, it's to one test of those things out. you do in a spur of a moment. It takes two seconds to get some glitter. Yeah. <laughs> and a, I think I used like a paper clip and a rubber band. Like the cost of this thing, the the majority of the cost was the stamp. <laughs> what what? Did did you like your sucker though? What? No. Chris, do you remember that? When it was in our group chat and you said something oh like what God. do I win? A sucker and I mailed when you the sucker that? and made you pay for it. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a long time ago. That was years ago. <laughs> yeah. But I said it so he would have to sign yeah, for it true. and pay for the postage. <laughs> that was a good job. Good job, Brock. He got like a dumb dumb in the mail. I love a good prank. That's the good kind of prank. Not everybody gets hurt, although uh, David, how Thank bad you. was Appreciate the cleanup it. on that? Uh, it wasn't too bad because I got all excited and I like cleared off the table and like sat down to open this up <laughs> yeah. yeah like pretty much i was like yeah. so stoked he put on his sunday's best he, he was all ready for it he didn't read it right away he like he set it on the table and walked smoking jacket on with a, a pipe and a, a glass of coffee <laughs> oh david i love you buddy yeah 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 <laughs> i do i need to send another one of those i need to do it better though i gotta think this through Have because uh, I think and, it just got too crinkly. Yeah. Have you seen any of uh, like Mark Rover's YouTube stuff relating to Mm-mm. similar activities? Um, unless this is the guy that his packages were getting stolen and he came up with that amazing glitter bomb thing, then no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the same guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he used to work for NASA. And like, yes. And, okay. 
now. Well, like, I thought he, st- I thought he still did, or does he just do YouTube now? I don't know. It, once you hit like more than a million subscribers on YouTube, it's like you're in this other world of like having so much money that I kind of like just. But when, but when he did this, he was still working at NASA. I remember him talking about it somewhere in one of the videos or something. I can't. Fuck, I can't remember now. Brock, do you know what he's talking about, though? Oh, my God. For those that don't yeah, know, I know what he's talking about. he kept getting packages stolen off his front porch. So he fucking engineered. I mean, like David said, NASA engineer. And uh, he engineered this amazing box that looked just I think he fit it inside like a Bluetooth speaker box. And as soon as you open that box up, it flings the finest glitter that he could find. And then it <laughs> it like... If I remember right, it shot stink bombs, and then it also had cameras at every angle so that he could capture film of them. Oh, and yes. it also had GPS so that he could pick it up when they inevitably threw it out of their car. I mean, it's like he thought through all of it. Like, okay, he doesn't want them to keep it and smash it. He wants them to get rid of it immediately, so he throws the stink bombs so they immediately just get rid of it out of the car. That's fantastic. But, uh, dude, I remember the videos were so good because they're crisp and like in HD and every time it was in their car and it would just fucking throw that shit all over their car. It was amazing. Oh, it <laughs> felt so good. People that steal packages, that's, that's pretty much the lowest of the low crimes other than like stealing food from a baby. Yeah, like they, I mean, they I would enough. steal food from a baby. Like, they don't need it. Uh, they're tiny how much food can they do yeah and they can't like go out and get food like you can go into a store and buy food and eat eat it that that baby is just a lump of nothing yeah but if i stole about my ability to go to stores (laughs) if i stole food from you like Mm -hmm. you would have to handle that yourself and that Mm -hmm. might be annoying or frustrating i don't know but if Mm -hmm. i stole food from a baby somebody's gonna come along and take care of it like it'll be fine Okay, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, people that steal packages, <laughs> that's super shitty, man. Yeah, that part's still true. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's just so... <laughs> it's like the opposite of a victimless crime. It's like, <laughs> it's just petty and specifically victimizes somebody that, like, absolutely didn't need to deal with any of your shit. You fucking immature asshole! Like, well, and it's one thing when it's stupid shit that I need, or you know, it's like a pair of slacks or something that won't, I won't die from. But sometimes this is like people's medication, or you know, their fucking expensive ass Medicaid equipment for their like actual needs. You know, like I think one of them was like yeah. this crazy pump that this guy had. It was like a seven hundred dollar pump that got stolen. And, like, I remember another one of them was, like, expensive medication, and they knew that they had expensive medication, so they'd always steal that person's shit. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this person could literally die because you want to go fucking sell these drugs on the streets because you're a shitty person. Can you you imagine, though, being the person that stole it, opened it up, didn't know what it was, and then the cops find... Oh, no. A package, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to come clean. Yeah, I did steal the package. And then they're like, yeah, so you're getting hit with murder because they died. Brock. No, I did, but it just oh, sounded damn. really robotic. Can anybody hear me? But then I heard murder. No, I got the gist of what you were uh, saying, 
And uh, I think they would shit their pants. And I think that's exactly what I would hope that they would do. Be like, yeah, we're going to charge you with murder because that person was going to die. Or attempted murder, even better. <clears throat> but, I mean, if, Uh-oh. yeah. Brock's going through a wormhole, guys. I wonder what that's like. I was literally, but David was talking, but I was going mm. to say to Brock that his car sounds great today. Like really cr- crisp and clear. <laughs> I've been too. But uh, I think he hit that wall where he, I think on certain part of his drive, it seems like when we, when we go back through recordings, yeah, he sounds great. And then all of a sudden it just, something happens and it's probably because he's on the highway and he's probably going from tower to tower. Oh, uh. hello. I can hear hey! you. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's when I get close to Springfield. Ah, okay, okay. Well, it's on fifty-five, man. All right. I saw, I saw your car, the Julia. I never knew that that's how it was pronounced, but now that I see it, I can, I get it. Um, it actually kind of makes more sense. It has a G instead of a J. Should be that way, anyways, right? Julia. Well, and it's more like Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> like Flula? No, Flula, like the Flula wedding Flula singer. Julia, Julia Gulia? Uh, I've got something stuck in my Gulia. Yeah. I want to have somebody something look at that. Weird. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we like weird. We like weird. Don't be weird, any of you. Nobody likes weird. I'm pretty sure people nope, like weird. Nobody likes weird. Definitely yeah, there's not. a. Uh, I was asking people in the well, someone asked uh, about my podcast, so I sent out the link, and they they were they were laughing. They were having a good time. They were telling me about it. Yay. So some people like weird. Are you sure they didn't feel bad for you? Uh, oh yeah, that's possible. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> possible. I hope that part's not true. But I like being blissfully unaware. Oh, Brock! Oh, Brock! It's probably what's going to really happen because this also happens every week. When he starts going that way, it sounds good to us. But when you actually review the recording, he's like off by like four seconds, and so oh, we're man. all talking. We're all talking over each other, and then he's like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" And we're like, "Yeah, so that's really cool." And punchline, and then like Brock's already laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I am now going to just think about it as like he already knows what we're going to say. That's the real answer. Yeah. He's like a shaman. He can see the future. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I didn't think of it that way. Good job. Good job. Yes. Is he a wizard? I'll think of it further. I think he's Probably. a wizard. Hmm. Brock's pretty amazing. Just gonna say. Just gonna say. Huh. True. Oh, I'm glad you guys gave me a few minutes because I had a lot of stuff I had to clean. And by stuff, I mean guns, because last time my buddy was in town, we went to the shooting range, and I hadn't done anything about it, and uh, it's highly corrosive and all that nasty stuff. So I got to do that, and now I've been huffing a bunch of fumes of chemicals. So thanks! You're welcome! Did you guys ever have to watch the D.A.R.E. videos when you were in in school? Oh, yeah. Remember, Remember D.A.R.E. officers? Oh, yeah. I remember we had to watch one on huffing, <laughs> and it was like honestly, like it was a comedy. <laughs> it's like, well, I know it's not supposed to be a comedy, but God, it was really funny. Like every time this guy would like, they're like, "Oh, Jimmy's going back behind the shed again," and like you'd come back with like silver paint all over his face. <laughs> 
uh, I know it's not funny because a lot of people go brain dead from that shit, but God, it was really funny when they it's did also it. also kind of funny. I mean, it's like, not our fault. It is still hilarious, objectively, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I think I'm just... I remember our dare officer right. telling us, like, like that they love the gold and silver paint because apparently it has more of whatever gets you fucked up. Wow, that <laughs> sounds familiar, which makes me feel like it was probably a popular lie. <laughs> but I just, I feel like, I feel like if you were going to be smart about it, you'd just go get something clear, right? Like, because <laughs> otherwise you're just walking around with fucking, fucking gold face. I guess you don't give a shit at that point, right? Like, you're high as a kite. And you're wandering around. You've already made a bunch of bad choices. <laughs> yeah. Who cares if your face is gold? I mean, at that point, really, it's kind of like, I think, uh, you know, the either you, you get like six cans of clear or one can of gold. Like, Plus, it sounds cool. Like, hey, man, pick me up a can of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you know, my dare officer was a cool guy, but he also told us he like went on this one really weird rant one time, and he's like telling us about how he got really fucked up by his mower, and like he was like riding his riding lawnmower at a really steep incline, and he turned. You know how you're never supposed to turn? Uh, what is it? Downhill or is it uphill? When you're on an incline. Hold on, let me think about this. Uh, I don't know, and I apparently... Oh, you're, uh, you're never supposed moments. to turn downhill when you're on an incline because you will flip it because you're going downhill already and then turning in that motion, it causes it to roll. If I remember right. Maybe it's uphill. Fuck, I don't know. I don't have a riding lawnmower, and I don't worry about this. <laughs> but this guy, tur- he, he flipped the thing over on him, and it, like, landed on him and, like, basically flopped over on top of him and he was pinned under it with the fucking exhaust like burning away into his arm. Oh. And it's like, I know you're my dare officer, but anybody that almost got murdered by their mower, I don't know how much I should trust their opinion. <laughs> you, don't, mm. you don't actually have to share this particular story with us. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was really weird. That guy was weird. <laughs> but I, I kind of assumed that the guy's Back then, you know, you're looking up to him because you're a kid. Mm-hmm. But when, now, in retrospect, it's I assume the guys that get dare officer program are like the guys close to retirement or the guys that have fucked up pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like, if you think through it, it's like, what's worse? You know, like, you, the traffic guy that's blowing the whistle during a parade or the guy that has to go to a bunch of schools and tell kids not to smoke grass and shit. Mm-hmm. Point. If you had to do it, like that was your day to day job, I mean, um, I think I would take, I think I would take the parade duty. <laughs> well, yeah, because then you might at least get candy afterwards. Yeah, you might get to pet a horse or two. You yeah. know, get to, kids love you at those things. I mean, who wants to deal with a dare officer? A fucking mm-hmm. narc. Uh, this is a good episode. We're really rolling along here at 31 minutes, folks. I'm so sad that I can't remember my goddamn uh, dare officers' like names. I can remember their mustaches. <laughs> they all have mustaches. That you can't tell a cop apart. They all cool. have mustaches. <laughs> Very important. 
Vance do you think you. if you can't grow a mustache that they paste one on? <laughs> or do they draw one on, maybe? Like... No, they just specifically put Rogaine over your lip. Mm, that nothing like getting Rogaine running into your meal every morning. Exactly. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, you know, I, uh, I don't want to segue too much here, but uh, I figured with what's going on this week, we got to talk a little bit about what's going on in Washington, maybe. Yeah, that works. So I have no idea what's going on. Um, Do you want the like really high level? Yeah, like you just get me really high. Okay, really high. Okay. <sighs> Okay, uh, so from one perspective, uh, one side believes and has had lots of people testify to the fact that uh, back in the summer, um, Trump withheld aid that was guaranteed, uh, in theory, to Ukraine, <clears throat> a government that we're trying to help, right? <clears throat> trying to keep them like, you know, strong and not being taken over by Russia and every fucking previous um, administration ever since before time has always been in the kind of the same boat of like, okay, we got to keep Ukraine, Ukraine, and, you know, push out communism, blah, 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 blah. So uh, recently uh, Ukraine had an election. Uh, Ukraine is known for a lot of corruption, uh, but they had an election of a kind of a new party of people that want to change that. It's actually this guy, uh, Zelensky. Uh, wait, no. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think so. Who? Uh, Zelensky. Vladimir Zelensky, <clears throat> something like that. Uh, he was actually the funny part about that is he was a, um, <clears throat> he was a comedy TV show star that played the president of Ukraine, and then they made him the president of Ukraine. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. <clears throat> I kind of forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. That's so great. <clears throat> so, uh, but he actually is pretty well known for doing all that he can to kind of thwart this whole corruption idea. And this is supposed to be the new wave, right? Mm-hmm. So we had promised aid, and we consistently give aid to Ukraine in that idea of constantly pushing back on Russia. Um, in addition to that, when a new president, as in President Vladimir, uh, becomes a president, it's traditional for the presidents of other countries or leaders of other countries to call and congratulate if they are allies. <clears throat> so what happened is um, Trump has been doing some, well, by what the testimony says, some nefarious stuff. And he he appointed his his personal lawyer, former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, to essentially run their own kind of uh, stuff behind doors. Um, so he took the ambassador of the European Union, um, Gordon Sondland, and a couple other guys that work on this type of stuff, and he basically instructed them to not allow the aid to move forward. And they, when they couldn't get answers of why, uh, he, was, he basically said, I want you to investigate this uh, Ukrainian, or I want Ukraine to say that they are going to open an investigation 
into this um, this fuel company that's in Ukraine. Now, this Biden fuel company, business? exactly the Biden yeah. business. Now, there's a lot of there. They went over this a lot of like when they knew that this company meant the Bidens, like it was a code word that they were using for open an investigation into the Bidens. <clears throat> because Hunter Biden, in a, you know, if I'm being completely honest here and like, you know, not taking any sides, there is some weird stuff about the Hunter Biden situation. He doesn't seem really qualified for the position. He was working on, he was being paid a, a huge retainer to be on a board uh, of this fuel company that was run by an oligarch from Ukraine. So there's some kind of weird stuff about that, but that's kind of a side note. That's not really what the crux of this situation was. I just sort of assume that everyone with a net worth over like $3 million is in some kind of situation like that. I mean, there's no really other way to look at it other than probably what was happening is this company that has had this company that has been known for problems with corruption probably did hire Hunter Biden because to get favor with Joe Biden, who was at that time the vice president, because why not? You know, it looks good and you're building relationships and blah, blah, blah. And this shit happens all the time. I mean, to me, the funniest part about this is Trump is whining about this shit. And it's like, dude, you appointed your own fucking family to every fucking goddamn thing in this. And anybody that even donated five dollars to you, you gave them the fucking head of any goddamn department you can yeah, you're Anyways. currently making the most use out of nepotism. It's just really weird. He never, he's ne- he never looks in the reflection. He just looks out and bitches. But, yeah. Oh, hey, uh, I oh. hate to interject, but I have to. Because did you know that Sean Spicer was on Dancing with the Stars? This is such a... I'm like all the way through, halfway through a story, and this is what you bring up? <laughs> it's vaguely related to the Trump administration. Oh, we could go... We could talk here for hours about idiots that have been and left that fucking administration yeah but, but only started. one of them went to dancing with the stars <laughs> and i think that's dancing. significant okay fair enough i'll give you that he, do you want me to continue he smiles a lot yeah yeah we do. let's go back to, to ukraine I'll, I'll all right so are we wearing tracksuits for this adventure we, we should, should be and i'm slav squatting right now just for you i am kind of and by that, I mean, I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> if I had Russia, or if, if I had Russia, if I had vodka right now, I would take a big pull, but mm-hmm. I don't. Um, so the, this inquiry is about whether or not Trump knew that he was, or whether he instructed or whether he knew that this group of people, as in Rudy Giuliani, Gordon Sondland and a couple other people that were running this program over in Ukraine, whether he knew or whether he instructed them to hold back that aid and hold back a meeting with the president, which is looked at as like, it would look really good for this president of Ukraine to be able to be invited to the white house. Like (laughs) it's a big thing, right? For the governments. So he was, I can't he was using the levers of of diplomacy to get his own personal gain. And the transcript of what was released, even by the White House, uh, of the call between President Zelensky, <laughs> Zelensky and Donald Trump was Trump literally saying, you know, basically things like, are you going to investigate the Bidens? He didn't say 
the gas oh company in that. He literally said the Bidens. So, <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about yesterday was the uh, fact that he was, I mean, throughout this whole thing, he's been watching it on Twitter. He's been tweeting it and freaking out and being really terrible. And basically about it. he's been, intimidate- <laughs> he was intimidating a witness literally while she was testifying, shit like that. That's but, so um, but yesterday, I think I sent you guys the photo of, like, I thought it was fake. The uh, giant Sharpie list of notes that he had written for his interview. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So, Wait, by the way, the reason, he do- the reason he does that is because he's afraid to wear glasses. He doesn't want to wear glasses. And so, he, you know, it would be a sign of weakness, right? Oh, um, I love it. So, he has to write with a giant fucking Sharpie to understand his own notes. But uh, yeah, he was he was preparing notes for a quick interview that he was going to have before he got on an airplane. And uh, did you watch that interview that I sent you? Like he can't even put his thoughts together. Like he he's just rambling, and he's just completely lost his shit. And like his even like, like all the uh, all the news stations pointed out, like he even spelled the shit wrong, and like <laughs> like in his notes and stuff. I mean, it's just. Like he always spells things wrong. I almost feel bad for the guy because you can tell he's so deep and doesn't understand, and like has always been untouchable up until now, and so he doesn't have any. He's never had repercussions, and mm-hmm. so now he doesn't understand really what's going on, yeah. and so him and everybody else on his side is just flat out denying this and saying this is all stupid bullshit and like. The whole other side, you know, they have these opportunities to ask these questions. Most of the times that they spent during these uh, these um, interviews, they were actually just ranting for 45 minutes about conspiracy theories and crazy <laughs> shit. And it's like all of this stuff can be easily Googled and debunked. So it's just fucking crazy that these people, one, run our country, and two... That they can just sit here on a television in a time and an era where any of this stuff can be looked up in five seconds and debunked and still spout that shit out. So here's the wrap up. I think they're going to, I mean, they wrapped it up today. In theory, they're not going to move forward with anything else. They're not going to do any more interviews, even though the other side asked for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to move it along to basically having to write articles of, of impeachment. So basically all the reasons and why, and then they bundle that up and then they send that up to <clears throat> the Senate and then the Senate would have to do a trial. Now the problem is the Senate is a Republican majority. So it's kind of all for not anyways, because if the entire time, this entire time, not one person from the other side has wavered and so the thought process here is this is all just basically a smear campaign at this point in hopes that they'll have a better chance in the election because there's no way the senate is going to fold on him at least it doesn't look like that which is really depressing but uh if you look at the geopolitical map most of the places that these republican senators and uh house representatives are actually from Trump has higher polling ratings than they do. So if they were to waver in any way, they would basically lose their seats. So it basically just looks like nobody's going to (laughs) waver. They're all going to drink the punch and keep going down this rabbit hole. 
and it's just fucking depressing because watching these these interviews so many of these people are career diplomats that that don't care about partisanship that have worked in these in multiple administrations for multiple presidents and they just they're smart people that take notes and they they heard something that was going wrong and they they voiced their concerns and even one of them mm-hmm. today said I, I told them then that this is going to blow up in all our faces and look here we're not look look at where we're at now. Like we're sitting on the hill and all of us are, you know, going through all these depositions. So it's just really depressing that this is the time and place that we have to see this. It's kind of interesting to me because I like politics in that kind of sense. Yeah. But it's just from a, you know, bird's eye view, it's fucking depressing that this is what we do and this is where we're at. And I'm really worried in on both sides of how this could go because if they did impeach him somehow like if for some weird reason a bunch of senators on the other side agreed and they were like you know morally we can't just let this go forward this would be really horrible because we can't take a blind eye to this if they actually impeached him they would make him a martyr and all the people that love him so much would be convinced that this was all conspiracy theory because that's what they've been peddling this whole time and so they'll make him a martyr. Well, I mean, the like, other side those... of that is they don't do anything and our democracy dies. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like all those people are going to do that anyway. Like, they yeah, aren't really using logic and assessing the situation in any sort of, like, meaningful way that could possibly have any positive impact on anything. No, I know. But that's what's sad about all this. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I, I, I bought did... a bunch of meat today. <laughs> so the worst part about the whole situation to me um, is kind of what you touched on that like that like moment of like where you almost feel bad for Trump because you yeah. can tell that he has not experienced this before. Right. <laughs> and even though he's this like raging douchebag who's had this entitled life of just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Right, but he is still a person, and yeah. when you can see that, like that confusion and anguish, mm-hmm. that somebody's experiencing something that's like totally outside the realm of their perspective, and then you have to kind of think about like relativity, and it's like, oh, that sucks. Like the the only way I could really put it that kind of makes more sense to me is like, you know, when a kid, you know, like when you. Th- when all right adults can think through situations way better than a kid and like we can see things and interpret things and we can remember things better than a kid but like Mm -hmm. kids don't know that and so you know they think they're geniuses and like you know when a kid's caught and they'll just lie and lie and lie and lie (laughs) even though you have like video of it you literally watch them do it with your own eyes but they didn't see you doing like you have all this proof and they, they'll just stick behind it 100% because they couldn't even conceive of a possibility that someone actually knows the truth. And then when you show them the truth, they just flat out deny that. Yeah. This yeah. is exactly what we're going through right now. And not only that, but that kid that, that will refuses to sit, like admit that they fucked up They've got a bunch of friends with them that will just do whatever the fuck that their friend says because fuck everybody else. Yeah. 
And yeah, that's we're, literally our fucking country is run by a bunch of goddamn preschoolers. Now, that's not to put me on either side because technically I'm a libertarian and mostly an independent, but I, I have some libertarian like kind of tendencies. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think every fucking politician is stupid. <laughs> To be fair, a lot of them. Yeah. Maybe not all, but probably all are. You know what libertarians want. We uh, we just want to be left alone in the woods so we can play with our guns and, and smoke drugs and, and like let our gay friends get married. That's all we care about. Although, you know, there would be no roads and schools and police departments and firemen. But whatever. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like libertarianism always just like is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Because it's like it's like starting to think about things the right way and uh-huh. then just like giving up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's so why dumb. we have what we have. Because the people that are smart enough to start thinking about things differently just give up. And yeah, the people it's... who don't understand anything make all the decisions. And the Libertarian Party is like so internally conflicted, it's hilarious. Because there's like the really Libertarian people that like, take it so fucking hard line that they're like we shouldn't even vote voting stupid there shouldn't even be a fucking government fuck you <laughs> and then there's uh, the other up. side that's like okay i understand where libertarian comes from but we have to pull it dial it back guys and yes there does have to be roads and basic health care <laughs> like you know there it's it's fucked up but if i could deduce libertarian down to like the consumable reason that i like it it's the simplest way I've ever heard it described to me was actually by Penn Jillette, who is a libertarian, by the way. Um, and he said the best way to describe libertarian is um, socially liberal and fiscally conservative. And I think that's actually kind of a smart idea. Now, it can be taken to an end that is completely ridiculous, but it could also be used as a guidance for, okay, that is kind of the way that I believe. And, but, I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't vote Libertarian every time. I voted Libertarian last time because I didn't think either one of the candidates were... I thought it was a total fucking shit show mess. Actually, I thought the Democratic National Convention shot themselves in the foot and they iced Bernie Sanders when they had a really good opportunity oh my for God, some kind of grassroots shit. So I was really fucking burnt out and I was like, I'm sorry. You, and I oh. know that this vote is going in the trash can, but I'm voting Libertarian because fuck these terrible options. So I felt the same way, but I fucking voted for Hillary Clinton because fucking goddamn Illinois outside of Chicago is so red that it like wasn't a sure thing that right. the Democrats would even get Illinois. And I was yeah. like, I do not want to vote for her because I'm really salty about Bernie and how he fucking really could have God done damn, something. Done something like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It just it feels like if you had like a big boxing match, and you know between like these two like seventy uh, year old men, uh, that analogy doesn't swing very well. But then you like just throw like a puppy dog into the ring, and it's like, all right, now she's on your team, but also against you. Uh, go ahead. And it's like, why? Why did? Why did anyone think that this was going to go any other way than the way that it went? 
I just felt like they were they were forcing her down our throat before they had even made the decision. And like it reminded me a lot of this is really sad and anybody that listens to this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ruin Santa for you. Um, <laughs> when when you are in the local scenes with radio stations, uh radio station um you know, Battle of the Bands I'm sorry, guys. They're all fixed. So fuck off. <laughs> the radio station what? knows exactly which band they're going to pick before they walk in the door. Sometimes they'll let you know that. Sometimes they won't. But uh, that's all set up way in advance. They know who they want to promo. They know who they actually can get to go to shows consistently with them and do their shit and not fuck up and bang some hooker and kill a little 13-year-old. They know that shit way in advance. So every single one of those 105 and 99X fucking ones you've ever seen, those were all fucking fixed. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There's tons of other people in the scene that would back me up on this. Yeah, and that's no, we exactly used to work with what this the radio shit felt like for advertising at the bars. Like we were the reason that those events were fixed because exactly. Then, yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like that's what the whole democratic thing felt like for me. It felt like it didn't matter who was going to be brought up. Hillary Clinton was their candidate from the very beginning. And I, it was just like, you know, I don't feel like this is a democratic process anymore. I don't feel like you're actually listening and actually have your head to the ground about who we really want. And it's, yeah, I felt like every other one in my lifetime that I saw there was actually a pretty clear understanding of who was going to be the candidate from each side. Yeah. But, but in this one, I just felt like they literally fucked this guy over and I am disgusted with the other option on both sides. And so yeah. fuck you guys, I'm, th- I'm throwing my fucking vote in the trash and I'm, I'm voting Gary Johnson. Oh man. At least his campaign was kind of amusing. He actually curious. got one of the largest, um, he got one of the largest uh, independent, well, not independent, uh, not main two-party votes uh, since, like, Ross Perot. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, obviously, <laughs> were not happy with the options between two turds. Yeah. Voting for Bernie in the primary uh, was the first time that I've cast any sort of vote in a presidential election in my entire life. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I, um... And fun fact, um, my sister, while in prison, or in Peoria County, I think, actually, voted for Barack Obama in the 2008 election. I voted for Barack Obama twice. I figured um... he pretty much had it on lock both times, so... I I, actually, the second one was a little bit sketchy, because it was between him and Hillary Clinton, remember? And so it was actually kind of tight. And he even said recently in an interview that it made him a better candidate because it wasn't a for sure thing. That being said. I mean, I thought it was for sure. Well, he did win by a landslide against the Republican Party on that year. It was pretty fucking amazing. Because everybody's like, God damn, we don't want another black man in in the presidency. Is that when he was running against uh, Mitt Romney and his binders full of women? I believe so. You know what's funny? I remember at the time, like, thinking that Mitt Romney was this, like, insane shithole. And, like, 
I would fucking punch 30 babies in the face right now if he was our president. Like, yeah, I just to make that happen. Had that thought where I'm like, <laughs> right in the face. He seemed awful because I would like him back. <laughs> I, I remember, do you remember that guy? Uh, what was his name? Dean, something Dean, the guy that just said, oh. and, yeah. and like he was like literally on the fucking fast track to the Republican candidate and he said, Bjaw. At a fucking rally, and everybody used that as a soundbite and a fucking video clip on everything, and it ruined his whole candidacy. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but that's fantastic. Well, it kind of <laughs> didn't help that Dave Chappelle made a skit about it and viral. <laughs> it was really funny, but you know, like, fuck, dude. I feel like all of this shit has changed dramatically from what it used to be. Like, if any other candidate had been known to be like, like they found proof that they had been with a fucking prostitute, no fucking way. This candidate, nobody gives a shit. I, it's nobody. weird because in general, like I feel like as a whole, the process has probably not like changed as much as we think it has. So much as more is just in the light. However. Regarding, like, Uh, him specifically, like, Trump specifically, absolutely, like, there has been so much stupid shit in the way he has, like, talked about people, etc., that has been in the open, and, like, he is still just somehow, like, keeps squeaking through. See, my prediction is he doesn't even want to do this anymore. My prediction is he wants to get out of this. And he wants to go do stuff that makes him the real good money. And he wants to go start his own news station. I'm almost guaranteeing that that he's going to go into media right out of his campaign. Like as soon as he's not the president anymore, doesn't matter what happens. Dude, like the moment that he won the election, he was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I'm committed for four years. I just wanted to, I just wanted to win and get a trophy. What? Yeah, and to be fair, I respect that. Like, yeah. I would be very proud and accomplished if I defeated Hillary Clinton in presidential election, but I certainly do not want to be president. You know, the funniest <laughs> thing about that was up until the fucking election, he was bitching hard about the Electoral College and how it was an unfair system because he was projected to lose. Yeah. And he was, like, talking about how they should be reformed and it's not, you know, democratic and it's total bullshit. And then the second he fucking won, he's like, see, the goddamn electoral college, that's what's saying, you know, that is a yeah, constitution. It's like, you fucking idiot. Like, you know, it goes right back to it's like, there's this type of person that it doesn't matter if you can prove, like, literally pull up their own words and say, you said this. They, they'll just flat out deny that that happened and they don't care and they'll say that you're an idiot. Yeah. Who's and what's crazy? I don't know her. What's great yeah. about that is that these people can do things like, you know, fuck you over personally for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, hypothetically speaking, or, you know, get involved in politics and start gerrymandering and restructuring electoral districts on yeah. like a national scale. And none of that's illegal. It's just sort of what happens. And we just deal with it. Because 
this guy can't even spell quid pro quo, and he's the guy that gets to walk around with the bomb or the fucking button that could blow up everybody. I mean, to be fair, like I'm not really a great speller either, so I'm not fair even enough. judging on that per se. But at the same time, if I was the goddamn president of the United States. I would at least fucking figure out how to work a spell checker and or hire an intern to like make sure I don't tweet. Well, okay. Spelled wrong. So to wrap it all up and to tie this political nonsense up, so everybody isn't completely bored with our ranting. Um, I did see a hilarious thing. Oh, so this ranting, this conversational interaction, Uh that is how we evolve like this is where i have like faith in humanity and faith in society and faith in people sure is that these conversations will eventually evolve not into like libertarians who don't give a shit about anything or (laughs) democrats or republicans who give a shit about all the wrong things Uh but into like like closer knit like societal neighborhood organizations that kind of like revamp and evolve the way that we handle politics starting kind of like not from the grassroots, but like from the ground up and then through like basically people eventually not wanting to put up with the shit that we have to deal with anymore. Um, Especially once people start to realize like how much of it fucks up their like freedom and their wealth and capacity to experience life without stress. Um, I really think that like anarcho syndicalism is going to kind of evolve naturally from these moments. And I look forward to that happening. Well said, David. Yeah. What I was going to say was (laughs) kind of the cherry on top of all this. Um, Trump's whole defense of this whole thing is that he was trying to root out corruption in Ukraine and he didn't want to give away taxpayer dollars if there was corruption going on. Well, do you know who got um, officially, uh, he was, sorry, not tried, but um, found guilty of corruption today? His, his Trump's number one buddy over in Israel, Netanyahu. So does that mean that we're going to not give aid to Israel anymore? Well, no, I mean, that just, that wouldn't be fair. They already expect it. You know, it's, like, we've already... I, and that's not even my joke. I saw that on Reddit, but it made me laugh. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, are we going to hold aid from them now? Yeah, I'm going to guess not. That's <laughs> just such fucking hypocritical bullshit. And I can't believe that I'm a 33-year-old and I can sit here and see how stupid all this hypocrisy is, but there's a bunch of gray-haired white men at the top that don't. It fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, it's really weird, and that I think a lot of that is because, like, a uh, not just like the gerrymandering and you know systematic republicanization of rural America, um, but a huge part of that is just like fucking neglecting the piss out of education and any kind of oh, like yeah. local yeah. social programs, the kind of shit that. I was just talking about uh, would very much benefit from, you know, like being around. Um, it's sort of like union busting in a sense where like, uh-huh. it's not what you're trying to do, but it's exactly what you're trying to do. And it's tactical sure. and it's precise and it's working very well. Um, 
But like, I feel like as much as I want to to shit on and get angry at, you know, all these dumb middle class, fairly well off white people that have been fucking up the country in the future for like their entire lives because they're worried about, you know, their dumb possessions and whatever the fuck they think is important. Mm-hmm. I feel like doing that is kind of like giving in to the frustrations that I experienced from the system in the first place. Yeah. It is, it, that's the biggest challenge I have. I can't figure out how to like do that. But I feel like for a, a solid like decade, uh, I spent most of my time just drinking. And I found that like, that's a really good social lubricator in a sense. And, uh, you know, most people I talked to that had differing political opinions would generally, it would be easy to find common ground. Like I can find common ground with just about anybody. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, is they're like drinking is also kind of like a big fucking part of the precision planning to not have people doing useful, constructive things to restructure the political landscape because they're spending all their money and time draining their energy into nothing because alcohol is a total waste of money. And I hate this fucking country so much, goddammit. Well, here, David, how about, I, how about I build off of what you were talking about and I make you optimistic? <laughs> Yeah, bring yes, bring please. back some of the optimism because I lost okay. it there at the end. Really, bad. <laughs> I was like, Aww. here's here's what I got out of your speech. Our generation is eventually going to replace all the generations before us, and our generation is known for being the most optimistic and also, in a way, the most hurt and damaged by the generations before us. So all that they've done is brewed up a bunch of people that want to fix and change things and are sick of the way that things have been done. And eventually, those people can't be around forever. A lot of those gray-haired old fucking farts aren't going to live for much longer, man. And eventually, people with tattoos and piercings into that fucking place, and they're going to make changes, man. And they're going to rape your family. Yeah. Sorry. You know, oh, wait, okay. no, they're going to stop doing that. <laughs> I, do have to, I do have to comment be- on uh, this because it's just so fucking funny to me. And it just kind of points their, the finger right back at them. But have you heard about, like, how uh, boomers have been asking for, like, uh, HRs and stuff to, say, to make boomer or OK boomers like a slur so that they can, oh people can be punished for it? And it's like, that is such a fucking boomer thing to do. Like, literally, what do you think all of us millennials think of you fucking get saying for, like, years how millennials are ruining everything and making yeah. fun of millennials about literally everything? And then when the memes start coming out about, okay, boomers, like, you got to act like you're being, pro- like, prosecuted. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. I had not heard about that happening. And it's, it's just, just so adorable. Beautiful. It is so adorable. And it's so sad. You know, it's like, uh, you can fight against progress, but we're all going to die, man. We don't get to hold things forever. I mean, do you think our civilization is anything like it was back in the 1800s? Fuck no! No. 
So it's like you think that shit's going to stay the way that you want it forever just because you don't feel comfortable? Fucking get over it, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we've uh, we've been doing a good solid rant for 67 minutes. I'm actually pretty okay with us right now. Yeah, feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I feel like I, I want to apologize for my obvious... Uh, struggle to maintain positivity. Um, no, that's what balances us well, David. <sighs> yeah, I just Unless like Jessica's not here, and it's just you and me, and then we only go down the negative route. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or play No Man's Sky. We could do that again sometime. That was probably the worst podcast we've ever created. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of sounds of David and I can't get through shit. And like, uh, do I need to log back in? I don't know. What's Look at this. On? Yeah. What were you um, gonna say, David? Uh, no, because I I just I get discouraged and I get discouraged a lot. Um, and then I because I I have a lot of like frustration and a lot of like anger and a lot of uh, contempt for authority and for society and the way things are. And when I was a teenager, I was like real on it and i was like yeah no this everything is bullshit like what the fuck yeah. are you guys doing this is all fucked up and then you know like through getting older and a combination of like attempting to do what i thought i was supposed to do as a like person becoming a grown-up and you know kind of mm-hmm. chill out with some of that anti-authority rambling teenager rantiness yeah. um which is a huge mistake uh, that was the worst idea i ever had and that was just like a byproduct of conditioning and lack of uh, good mentorship and education. Um, and also just a combination of like that and like life just beating the shit out of me and having to experience a lot of the things I've experienced. Um, sure. I don't know. I The more that I get like fired up and angry about things, the more I feel like things can be better and will be better uh to uh i just don't know how we're gonna get there but i know that it's gonna happen like to uh to quote our our awesome friend butters from south park (laughs) when when somebody breaks up with him and he's been crying a bunch um and then he sees a bunch of goth kids and they're like don't you or like, isn't it terrible that like a girl can make you feel pain like that? And he's like, well, no, because I at least I feel something, and isn't that what life's all about? And and like you know has a really nice moment, and then he also says something along the lines of like, also I don't want to look like you fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> he did a really great job of like giving the best and most hilarious relationship advice ever, and it was oh, on yeah. fucking South Park. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chris, I remember yeah. you sending me a link to that clip on YouTube. I think, like, after my, like, train wreck disaster with Jenna came to a close at some point. That sounds I, like something I would do. And I was <laughs> like... Really surface like that. Yeah, I was like, I dig it. This is cool. And it, like, I don't know, snapped me out of my, like, dumb, sad self-depreciating bullshit i mean you guys have all known me long enough that i'm always there for you guys so it doesn't matter anything you can come to me with but my you should also know by now that my way of dealing with really stressful situations is to make really stupid jokes (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm really bad about it. And sometimes it actually is bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I love when it's I bad. I can't I'm help the same it. way about it. Like, I can't deal with like awkwardness and sadness and, and crying and silence. and sh- It just it weirds me out. So I got to do something. And yeah. a lot of the times I cope with stuff by making other people laugh. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you... uh, psychiatrists would probably really enjoy that. Well, you either, there are certain like contexts where you either laugh or you cry. Like, those are the only two available options to like yeah. process. And like, you might as well laugh. Like, if you're going to cry still, like, you can laugh and cry at the same time. You know, I prefer whatever. laughing until crying. Mm, yeah. I, I prefer starting off with a little laugh, getting into like a deep, scary, and emotionally intense kind of crying. And then eating, like, everything. I eat my emotions. It's, it's fucking great. And then I laugh as I, like, struggle to, like, function as my digestive system shuts down. I just pictured you, like, weeping while eating brownies in front of a TV. And kind of put a smile on my face a little bit if I had to laugh. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Realistically, it would be more like a cake because it's, like, fluffier and more of a finger food. <laughs> How much well, of a cake? The whole brownie. cake. Yeah, like a whole cake. <laughs> Like a whole whole ass cake. Yeah. Um, well, guys. Oh, go ahead. Also, there was something you said, and I fucking lost track of the thought uh, because I it reminded me of something, and now I don't remember what it was that you said. That Good job. Reminded me, but I figured out what it reminded me of. Um, I think it was <laughs> it was just kind of like the whole concept of like the boomers booming out of existence and kind of like how they're not processing that very well because they don't have like the emotional integrity to accept like you know that someday they will die someday everyone will die like yeah and in fairness a big denial on their end well and i don't want to in fairness i don't want to put all that on them i think that's every single generation ever in the entire existence of time they they're they get older and they get afraid of stuff and they don't want stuff to change and i know that i'll be okay with it hopefully i don't think i'll ever be okay with dying i think that's always just messed me up and i try not to think about it too much but i am okay with change because i understand that it's progress and i understand that the world doesn't revolve around me and that there will be waves of generations after me and that there was tons of people before me that were afraid of this too. Okay, but to be but, clear, it does revolve around me, right? In your world, it can. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you have no, a lot of hair which world. generates like a gravitational orbit. So yeah. Yeah. Just um, come over to the, come over to us crazy libertarian side. All that we <laughs> believe is basically do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not fucking with anybody else. Well, yeah, whatever. but see, walk that direction, me. but then don't stop walking. Keep going. And like, <laughs> remember that you can actually together do more than you can apart and build a society that like, I don't know, accomplishes monumental projects of art, science and exploration and also somehow manages to take care of the sick and weak among our population and yeah. just make things better. Yeah, it's The whole libertarian thing of like, oh, no government. And it's like, well, you know what? Really, 
tell me how you got to wherever we are that we're having this conversation. Because you drove on a fucking road and you're using well, yeah, okay. equipment and technology that was invented through the cooperative explore, uh, exploration of like humans doing things together. And in fa- that in has fairness, to be organized in some context. I totally agree. And in fairness, that's that's one end of libertarianism, and they're mostly the crazies that that can't even be bothered to get out of their hobbles to come, you know, actually vote because they think it's against libertarian principle to have to vote. Um, yeah. Everybody, every every I, group's got crazies. I was going to say, I fall more into the category of, I think there are, is a lot of government that could be reduced. And I also think that there's a lot of bureaucratic bullshit that's literally only there to make other people wealthy. Um, so I, I fall into the boat of, I personally believe that there should be health care for everybody. And I do believe that there should be great education and that the people doing that should be paid very well. Um, but then there's other stuff that I, I, I go, I don't know about that. and mm, I don't know if we should be paying for that. So I fall somewhere in there. Yeah, and, but and like, again, go ahead. I'm going to interject because I'm just a shithead. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that like mincing niceness and trying to think about the government as it is now and uh, this and that. Uh, like I definitely get where you're coming from. And it's... Uh, not necessarily restrained perspective, but it is sort of constrained in the context of like, really we should just kind of like systematically dismantle the entire government as it exists now Uh and learn from those bureaucratic wastes and those, you know, accomplishments of healthcare and the system, for example, um, and just build something better, like. But yeah, I think I think so you're getting pretty... really fixated on on the word libertarianism, and that I'm associated with that. And I'm what I'm trying to more convey is that that's the one that I feel the most strongly about. Yeah, but yeah. it's the closest, I, but it doesn't necessarily exist. Exactly yeah, in this. any given election, I'm not going to vote anyway. I'm going to look at all my candidates and, and decide for myself what I think is the most qualified person, and that's who I'm going to vote for. Well, I guess so. I'm not trying to like fixate in a negative way i'm just trying to say that like libertarianism is like the seed of a thought that when more developed will move toward hopefully it was basically when more developed with less selfish considerations um, yeah sure sure presents the most likely path forward in any kind of like organizational restructuring of the catastrophic absurdity that is society today. Like if I had my biggest regret, my biggest regret is probably that we can't live like another thousand years and just see what things are like. I like to think that things get better. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that things will get better because in theory, health will get better and people will live longer and, you know, cultures will literally have to co-mingle more because we'll run out of space. Yeah, um, on the proliferation, uh, proliferation, oh my God, proliferation of remember? information um, and the free availability of knowledge, I think, is going to have a huge impact on, like, everything. 
and I 100% believe that we will live to see that. I, uh, you know, there's fucking Elon Musk is working on Wi-Fi around the globe for everybody. Yeah. And so if that shit happens, dude, that's a fucking game changer. Because all of a sudden, people like China, they can't stop you from seeing this. North Korea, yeah, they can't stop you from getting a phone and reading up on what's going on. All of a sudden, they have no way of stopping that shit. And information and the spread of information is got to be one of the most powerful things in human civilization. Like, we weren't shit until we could record information and pass information down. Yeah. We were just a bunch of idiots running around boning each other and uh, having babies and not knowing why. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm glad I don't have kids. Um, oh, man. It's really interesting to think, too, um, about, like, how much has changed from, like, 20 years ago to where we are now. Like, sure, we're having this conversation on these phones that are, like, these casual parts of our lives. But, like, pretty much I could learn anything about anything with this phone in yeah. a, a limited amount of time. Sure. That's, I, I, I honestly, you know, thinking back on, like, can you imagine having to do a research paper in, like, 1930? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes, kill me, dude. Life. All right, grandmother, I have to go to the city to see the library. <laughs> oh, I'll man. be back in three months. I will send you a letter <laughs> every day. Did you know the oh. first building with an elevator shaft was built? Like years before elevators were used in a like, like personal like for people elevators. Um, oh. In that context, I totally fucked that question up. I, uh, I kind of understand. Mostly because I was excited to segue into the fact that this building also had like uh, open and like free to the public like speaking and debate rooms and also a reading room before uh, free public libraries were even a thing. Oh, cool. And, you know, maybe that guy was a libertarian or something. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that you can do. And I just hate seeing rich white people be like, oh, this is bad and it's like yeah well why don't you take like your fucking wealth that enables you to make change and make change with it like, actually do those changes yeah yeah <sighs> yeah so we were yeah. on a, a happy streak so back to the happy our people are gonna make things happen I think so I, I, I'm optimistic that you know, like, think about it this way. Like, b- before our generation, you weren't really allowed to have, show tattoos and piercings and have colored hair in a workplace. Yeah. Now you can, because I'm sorry, but most of the workforce has tattoos, piercings, and colored hair. <laughs> yes. Like has and so it's literally hair. a numbers game. You're not going to be able to push this out forever, dude. Eventually, you're all going to the fucking retirement home, and we're going to sit in those seats. And I hope to God we make good decisions. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so the thing that you were saying about that transition out uh, reminded me of lyrics from an Aesop Rock song 
where he says, everything oh you think you're hiding shows in the way you view the graves like a string of tiny thrones. Um, it's just sort of like thinking about like boomers kind of like trying to be all poised and together and they know what they're doing and you know it's like you catch a glimpse of them like facing mortality and having to like internally acknowledge that they don't know what they're doing and it's just really obvious um i feel like that's where millennials and like whatever all us young people that aren't boomers are called have a uh a distinct advantage over just anything before this point in history is mm-hmm. because we all know that the people before us didn't know what they were doing and we all know that we don't really know what we're doing and but, but we know we're not going to do it like that yeah, yeah. And, but it's like a known known that we all kind of know no like, one's trying it's to not... act like oh. sorry go ahead yeah, essentially, like, no one's trying to act like the current presidential administration that's like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this because of this reason. And it's, like, obvious bullshit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's less and less of that hope. And I think I see that for the most part. Like, But I think that's kind of, like, key. The... The vulnerability i guess in acknowledging that hey you know we don't really totally know what we're doing but that's okay because we can figure it out yeah i respect it when people actually admit that they don't know what they're doing because at least then they can start taking steps towards understanding what they're doing because that's how i have to work with it shit man I, I, i like to believe that i make it look like i know what i'm doing but a lot of times i have to do a lot of research before i do that yeah, and and David, it's really funny that you bring up ASAP Rocky because he actually came up in all of these fucking hearings because it was around the time that he was in you know over there in trouble, and the Trump administration sent a bunch of lawyers over there for no reason other than to get a bunch of you know what he thought was like black people props. Wait, hang on. <laughs> oh Lord. David was talking about ASAP Rocky. You were talking about ASAP Rocky. Oh, a common shit. a common mistake. Well, you know. Did you ever see that video of like them like meeting each other in person? No, but send it to me. That sounds amazing. Uh, I'll I'll have to find Brock to get it because he was the one who showed it to me. Brock! And we gotta figure out how to get Brock a like different phone for the second leg of his journey. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get Brock a burner phone just for a fucking podcast. Yeah. Just for the second half of his journey during our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, uh, I think it's about time to wrap it up. It's been a good conversation. We've done like well. It. I yeah. feel like we've uh, just ran a marathon and now we gotta do those like last minute walks kind of stretchies so that we don't cramp. Oh man, I know. I jumped like literally from working and trying to finish it up like straight into this and my brain yeah. is still just like what the fuck is happening yeah i did kind of the same thing i worked all day came home grabbed liz went to get dinner went from there to the grocery store to get a fuckload of groceries came from there 
back to here and then i vacuum packed sealed a bunch of stuff to freeze for like two hours oh my god <laughs> and then like right when i told you guys that i was starting the podcast was right when i'd sat down and uh when you guys didn't weren't ready i just sat here and cleaned stuff for fucking 20 <laughs> minutes oh. so once i get off this podcast and it's funny because when we were at dinner i'm like liz i think i need to we, we were gonna go to a fancy place to get like nice meats and stuff and i was by the time we got to dinner and like i'd eaten a bunch of mexican food and I was just tired as shit. Yeah. I was like, let's just fucking go to Kroger so we can go home and I can nap. <laughs> and I then, of course, it. I came back here and I didn't do any of that. So now I'm really tired. Yeah, that's how it usually works. I, uh, well, well I didn't, actually today, like at work, was like busy, but not like as crazy as it has been the rest of the week. I didn't have any support calls until the last call that I had. That was like an hour and 20 minutes long. And I didn't get off that call until like at least 30 minutes after my shift. Because it's like, no, I'm supposed to be able to. Oh, God, sounds terrible. But why that happened is because this morning I was like, I will be like clocked out right at seven, like mm-hmm. have some coffee, take a little nap, get ready for the podcast, and be like energetic and on it. And then that just didn't happen at all. But then, like, in a weird way, I feel like I was a lot more on it today than I've been in, like, a long-ass time. Sure. Sure. Yay. Thanks for uh, being patient with me rambling and continuing to ramble as we've been trying to uh, (laughs) to the podcast for the night. Well, it's... Let's, we need to get our second podcast off the ground so that we can all make a bunch of money and then I'll have to work and do all the good stuff we talked about. Yeah. I like it. We just need to like run through this marathon like Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> and then maybe I accidentally mean, kill a couple people. Uh, you know, blindly shoot through a door or whatever. Shit happens. Shit happens. I mean, that's not even the craziest thing to happen anymore. <laughs> I know. Like... Uh, uh, gotta love the news cycle these days you can fucking kill somebody on Monday and by Thursday there's something way better going on alright right. on that wonderful note <laughs> uh, bye bye bye, bye.